Portrait of a Lady in Fuego, as some like to call it, is a fantastic film. And today we are very lucky to have chatted with movie watcher and painter Jade Cohen. I recommend you check out her art on Instagram at Jade Cohen Art. That's J-A-D-E-C-O-H-E-N-A-R-T. It's fantastic. And she gave a lot of wonderful insight into the minds of the artists behind this film. But before we get into that, I want to thank you for checking out the podcast. I hope you can join us in discussion for our next film, due April 10th by noon. Peter Greenaway's The Pillow Book from 1997. It is available to rent on iTunes for $5 and YouTube for $4. Email any thoughts you have on the movie to projectorfuel at gmail.com. We'll read your comments on the show, and maybe we could learn a little bit from each other. All right, now let's get started on our wonderful discussion. Adam, ask Jade how she's doing. Hey, Jade, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Uh, I'm doing okay. So I asked you to be on the podcast, and you so graciously agreed to do it, and you wanted to watch Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Why did you pick this movie? Um, I'd been wanting to see it for a while, um, ever since I saw it in a trailer when I was at the movie theater. And then I, I've been in quarantine for a little bit now. So I was like, well, I'm just going to watch it here. Did it live up to your expectations? Um, yes, all of, all of my expectations. What, uh, what did you like about this movie? Um, well, I myself am an artist, and there is a character in this movie that is an artist. I thought that was cool that I could like see myself in a character. And then also I really, I liked the like the themes of like sexuality <laughs> in the movie. That's something that I've been thinking a lot about recently. And so just a lot of, a lot of my like personal experience just being expressed in like an artistic way was very cool to see. Did yeah. you, uh, actually we have a, someone who wrote in about the movie. It's Christina Lopez. And she said, I didn't get the impression that they were being fetishized, which is the problem I feel with some queer movies. Did you get that feeling also? I Yeah, I didn't get the feeling that they were being fetishized. It felt okay. very like a love story. Yeah, it felt very yeah. genuine and not yeah. really about a... I mean, there was, there was a, a heap of nudity in the movie, but it was nothing like... There was no male gaze, but I think that's a, a testament to uh, the expert uh, Celine Sciamma. The director. Okay, so you said it also resonated with you as an artist. Obviously, let's start with technique. The way that uh, have you done like portraits of people before? Yes, I actually like specialize in painting portraits of people. I think it's one of my favorite things to paint. Do you sketch it out kind of the way she did with the lines first and everything? I try to. It's just that's like my least favorite part of any project is like setting up the math of all of it. Like I was watching that and I remember like thinking this is like my least favorite part of the project <laughs> like having to like plot everything out like where it's gonna go and you have to like kind of measure it I also like when when she was drawing her without like without having her in front of her like I have a very difficult time um, getting likeness into a portrait without like physical like a picture of it right next to it so that I can like line everything up I don't know how she would have done that in in real life because that's very very difficult to do did it but... stress you out when uh, Heloise's mother was telling her that she had to do it without having Heloise in the room. Yeah, I would, I'd be very stressed out, like, if that was my job. Like, I'd turn around the painting and it would look like, like, a very generic face and I'd be like, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> did uh, Marianne's actions make it seem like she was actually doing the painting? Yeah, I couldn't tell either. I was wondering if they, like, hired someone that was an artist, but I, I highly doubt that they would be, like, that good of an actor and, like, that 
good of an artist at this but I don't know maybe that maybe she was I might I don't know I don't know because like some of also some of the scenes like where she was painting she was just putting like one line down so I'm like oh she could have just done that mm-hmm. on top of like another artist's work all right so then outside of like the actual paintings in the movie what did you think of the whole color palette of the film i i don't remember exactly what colors were in the film i don't know if i was paying enough attention to it but i do remember it being like very like soft tones (laughs) of like blues and like earth toned oh but also the like bright green of the dress christina lopez mentioned it was uh very sensual and soft which i think is the sort of uh exact tone that the movie was going for um yeah i really enjoyed i mean that that was one of the biggest draws for me when i saw the trailer is just it looked so starkly different from every other movie that was playing around it because I don't know what it was, but the shots of the ocean looked so beautiful, not because it was crisp blue, but because it was sort of like a little bit faded maybe, but also mm-hmm. not in a negative way. They made it look like aged in like a really pretty way, I think. They like changed the tones ever so slightly to make it feel like old. Like when I look at like like old Polaroids or something and the tones of the color aren't as like bright, it just feels more like like a memory. Quick question, who's a bigger cutie, Marianne or Heloise? <laughs> um, damn. <laughs> I I couldn't say. I think Eloise, like, I personally, like, started developing more of, like, a, like, an appreciation for how she looked just because of, like, the way the artist saw her and the way she was filmed and the way she was filmed was in a very, like, intimate way where, like, I don't know, like, there's, like, a scene I remember where they, like, zoomed in on her, like, earlobe and they're, like, this is how you have to, like, shade the ear where the red, like, the light comes through and, like, so I feel like I was looking a lot more at her. But I can't say, like, one is, like, cuter than the other. That's, like, damn. Well, it's interesting because, <laughs> like, you, like you said earlier, you put yourself in the place of uh, Marianne, the artist, and she's yeah. the one who was watching uh, Heloise. This film, maybe something that I didn't pick up on was, it seems like it was shot you know not only from Marianne's perspective but from the perspective of of a portrait maker of the artist you zoom out a little bit it's like the whole film is like made by an artist well and and then also really quick I think Heloise when I first saw her I was she has a very unique face and I don't know if I was I didn't know how to feel but as the movie went on I I found her more and more like beautiful I I felt that too I think also because of like they set you up to feel that way like they want you to be like what's up why is she so moody why and then you like don't want to like yeah. yeah and there's a lot of like uh there's a lot of scenes in there of Heloise looking at things looking at us looking at Marianne and then Marianne I guess l- vice versa also looking that ties into the whole Orpheus thing right looking is like the a downfall. whole other layer sorry <laughs> yeah I love that they kind of th- they didn't they threw that in into the middle and then it becomes kind of analogous for the story but there's that great moment where Marianne does leave and turns around as she closes the door yeah and then also like I think because like they they'd been foreshadowing that moment like m- throughout the movie I'm really glad they filmed it in that way and they like put it together in that way because it just I feel like they just kept adding little layers of these like beautiful little artistic treasures. (laughs) So in that last portrait of Heloise that was done by someone else, I guess, with her baby and everything. You know, that's that's the first time that Marianne and also us as the audience sees Heloise after the time jump. There's a lot going on in that portrait. Did you think as an artist that it was a little too ham-fisted and crowded? Or did you think like all the subtleties in that portrait were like perfect to get the message across of what had gone on in, 
in Heloise's life. I thought it was so perfect. I like cried immediately. <laughs> like I had a feeling like that that's that there would be some some sort of like I don't know homage to like her in that painting, and then they like they like zoomed in on the like the number twenty eight, and I like cried. <laughs> It was, I think they did a very good job at that. I think, I think, like, I don't know if they would have even, like, I know, I know painters have always been trying to, like, put little, like, hints of things in their work. Not all painters, but just a lot of painters have been trying to, like, I guess, use art as a way to, like, speak without like being found out about certain things or talk to the viewer in a way that like if if it's a certain viewer like they'll understand it in a way that's completely different to other people and like I've done that in my art as well where I'll I'll, like make make work about like past partners and only that person would like understand that specific thing in the painting and I, I make it so that like I think other people can appreciate it for what it is but also like only that person will see like that specific idea because it's something that's like very specific to that relationship and I just thought that was also another thing that like tied me a lot to that moment um in the film um but do you think in the universe of the film Heloise like forced whoever the painter was to include page 28 oh definitely definitely like I think like in the beginning of the film she's like completely in control of like when her portrait is taken um like later on in her life I can imagine her sitting there with the the artist and being like all right well you can paint me but I need you to like include my like little my requirements (laughs) and then there's that other layer of what it looks like when uh, she has her finger in the book with the pages yes it's very like um yonic I think that's the word like yonic yonic vaginal (laughs) yeah very like symbolic I think I think a lot of art does that so I thought that was like a cool extra little layer about like this queer f- like like happening. That's what's so great. Like as you were saying, there, there's so many like perfect little instances in this movie. I think one of my favorite is uh, there's a shot where the portrait uh, is complete and Marianne's about to leave. They both know that like this is the end. The husband, the soon to be husband's there. Um, and so the portrait of Heloise goes into a crate that looks like a coffin. And then you see a man's hands nail it shut i want to watch it again and like um look for more things that i i know that the director like put there specifically for i don't know i don't know if the director did it on purpose or if the writers did it on purpose but i think it's nice to like be able to like look at those things and evaluate them through like the same sort of lens that we use like at arts in art school where you're like trying to deconstruct all of it and you're talking about like all these like feminist like (laughs) um theories and yeah I think uh and I think you know to what you're saying I bet it's sort of a mixture of intentional and accidental altogether you know to get across these little meanings throughout the movie yeah I mean I feel like while I was watching it it all felt very very like intentional I think they did like a really like I feel like nothing went up there that they didn't want to go up there yeah so much effort put in into those minute little details which I guess is another analogy to painting I guess so I feel like a movie a lot of the time is like a painting like what did you think of the scene where she catches on fire I feel like when I was watching that maybe I looked down or something but like I felt like at one point she was smiling and then at one point she was just like very like apathetic or um or sad Um, yeah I think you're right she was like okay to be burning I think that far in the film they already uh they know that they like each other I think it's just uh, that she's worried that it's inevitable they can't be together. There's definitely like a metaphor in the burning. I mean, it'd probably be interesting to watch fire as a motif 
throughout the movie. I, I'm sure there's a little a bunch of little details there. Or even like light. I mean, yeah, but fire is a motif too. Like they, she throws the first painting that the other, the like male painter. Oh, there's so many, <laughs> there's so many layers. She like threw the first painting into the fire, and like they're they're like lit by the firelight when um when they're painting. She's doing like a little painting of like a recreation of the scene with the abortion. And there's there's just so many like things that like I think are even like the the when she's painting like at night in the dark with like a candle. Right away with the title, you'd assume that it's about someone who's going through a crisis. And it is, but it's also I think sort of a rebirth. Do you have any favorite moments? I think the like final scene where she's, you know, the one with the with the page number showing. Mm-hmm. Even though it like completely like tore my heart out of my chest, like felt like like I think that was my favorite moment in the film because it like evoked such a strong reaction in my body. Um, um, did, did you continue to cry at the the very last scene when it was the camera just on her listening to the music? From the second they like revealed the twenty eight to the moment that she like like cried for a quite quite a while. Yeah. Oh, another thing. Wait, sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, I just remembered um, when she first arrives to do the portrait. This is completely unrelated. But when she first arrives to do the portrait and they're like, you have like this many days. I don't remember how many days she had. It was like a week. And I was like, okay, maybe, maybe portrait painters in the past could have painted something that like beautiful and like (laughs) accurate to like what her daughter's face looked like within a week without having like like a like a reference in front of her and with that like that entire the entire time that she's like sitting there painting I was like I could never paint that in a week like I I could spend like months doing to get it to that like level of finishedness in the painting if you had Heloise in front of you how long do you think it would take you well maybe in front of me I could because a lot of a lot of what you're doing when you're doing a portrait is like figuring out the dimensions and like where on the canvas does do the eyes fall like in relation to where the nose is to where the chin ends to where like the rest of the body goes to me it just it just like boggled my mind a little bit that she was like all right well just um just spend a week and then you're done and I'm like that's that's a lot of like like sometimes I'll spend like I guess I guess in the past there weren't as many distractions so maybe they could have just done all of that within like a few days but for me it takes a very long time to like even line things up to where I'm like okay to start painting properly like to start layering things on and to start like really going in and like um like rendering like you can like really really like go in rendering a piece (laughs) and like spend like hours doing that and so I'm like I I looked at the portrait when she was done and I was like there's no way I guess maybe maybe I'm just not a very fast painter I don't know I was watching that I was like there's no there's no way (laughs) (laughs) I see so what you're saying is that technology has ruined art Maybe. I, I'm not saying that. I think it's definitely like improved it in a lot of ways. But I think <laughs> portrait painting, maybe it did ruin portrait painting for all of us. Yeah, because now you can just do no. a selfie. Now you can just take a photograph on your phone. Yeah, how sad. How sad. I mean, how perfect is it? I know for you, you had that added layer of feeling the struggle of having to paint this thing. But I, I'm not a painter or an artist like that. But I knew right away there was an instant dramatic engine it was clear and it was easy she has to paint this girl who doesn't want to be painted and that immediately sucked me in just the cleanness of it she picked a medium that they have to they have to be looking at each other constantly to do this thing she needs to study every aspect of this person it was just a matter of time before they ended up 
in love. That's very interesting that you say that because I like while painting someone like in a weird way, even if I'm not like romantically involved with them, like I'll I'll fall in love with this person that I like don't even really know by there is like a weird romantic like layer where sometimes it's not always but there's there's a lot of time a lot of the time when you are spending so much time with someone's face and their likeness like so intimately it feels like a very intimate ex- experience with that person even if that person's not like physically there if that person knows that you are painting them a lot of the time i think it feels intimate for them as well and i've i've had that experience with like painting um uh and drawing like different partners i've had and even friends like there's like a very i i feel i feel like a like a thick intimacy when i'm when i'm doing that especially live i think i really loved it cuz i think in my head I, i've always like when I'm painting a lover, I'm like, wow, this is like this completely different layer that I get to explore <laughs> their presence in my life <laughs> in a very visual way. Yeah, you get to you get to put a lot of like what you're feeling. Like when you're making any kind of art, you're putting a lot of what you're feeling into it. For the most part, personally, like I'm putting a lot of feeling into my work when I do it. And when it's about someone and when it's of someone, you, you are putting a lot of like that passion into like each stroke, into each like the way that you like are handling the medium that you're working with like there's a very like delicate I don't know I think I think when I'm when I'm painting like different romantic partners I put like a very like delicate and like soft energy into the work that I'm making mm-hmm. like different different art classes that I've been in where there are like nude models that will come in and you draw them and they like pose for you and though that is extremely intimate they're completely nude they're in a very vulnerable like position with you and there's like a trust level that you are like you're both sharing that space and like Respecting this person's body like for instance when I when I like ask someone um to pose for me and they are looking directly like into my eyes when I'm drawing them it's it's definitely been a different experience for me and I've definitely like I felt like very like a very very strong connection to that person whether it's imagined or not like I think they also have like I've had people tell me after I've drawn them that they also feel like a very strong connection um not necessarily even romantically like it's just like there's a very like it can feel very powerful like being in that space together like both for the artist and for the person being represented situations like that would allow for a lot of opportunities of heartbreak not just painting I don't think yeah I think if you if you put too much power into anything that you're creating like if you're creating an idea of someone then you can definitely be disappointed by the person that they they actually are versus like who you think they are while you're creating this like image of them. What more, what is a a painting other than uh, the idea of somebody? Yeah. Well, that's a good place (laughs) to end it, I think. That was a good good discussion. Before I let you go though, Jade, um, I want to ask you, how are you doing with the quarantine? Ah, the quarantine. Um, Yeah, it's been, it's been pretty weird. I'm currently working on finishing my last semester of college and um it's been very strange because we've been doing a lot of our classes online well all of my classes right now are art classes so it's been it's been strange um having like studio classes where you're supposed to be sitting there like painting and just being like on zoom discussing what we're working on (laughs) but i've been i've been i've been doing all right i've got some food here i've got entertainment clearly been watching lots of movies drawing a lot of stuff keeping sane we've been getting um groceries delivered we've been pretty much in the house since they were like since just before it got like bad we were like okay let's maybe just start stocking up on like 
canned beans and stuff. My my father actually he's a he so he's like he was a virologist for a while and like he called me once one day and he was like, "Okay, um it's going to get really bad. Don't leave the house." And I was like, "I already I already don't leave the house." So <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Okay. When when did he call you? Man, it's been so long now. I don't know how many days we've been in been in quarantine. He called me pretty early, pretty early on when people were still walking around and having parties and stuff. And yeah, and I was like, oh man, they're not gonna, uh, they're just gonna keep having parties. And he's like, well, they don't like. It's not like a like a classified as a crisis yet. And then like later on in the week, they were like, all right, it's very bad. Everyone stay home. I feel like we could have had more. I feel like we could have been more prepared for something like this. Yeah, I think so too. It's very sad. Jade, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. And uh, thank you for all the insight. Thank you and take care. And there you have it. Thank you so much to Jade for joining us in discussion today. I want to remind you to check out her art Instagram at Jade Cohen Art, J-A-D-E-C-O-H-E-N-A-R-T. Thank you also to Christina for writing in. Thank you to at the work of Rhee on Instagram for our picture in our profile. And thank you for checking out the podcast. Hope you can join us for Peter Greenaway's The Pillow Book, due by noon on April 10th. In the meantime, please take care of yourself, stay safe, stay home, and I'll talk to you later.